Hey everyone, this is Dan the GM welcoming you to What the Dice. Not live, from my hard drive to you. Oh yeah, high five. It's episode 25. Alright, that has to be the weirdest intro I've ever done. But, nonetheless, I do want to welcome everyone to episode 25. We are one quarter away from my goal of at least 100 episodes for season 1. Will we make it? Only time will tell. But, my time's up, your time's not, let's get on to the episode. Looking around, the campsite is silent. No travelers, no wind, just the ocean and the flames in front of us. The storyteller's eyes are closed, his fingers rubbing across the binding of the book. He sighs a slow, deep sigh before opening the pages. Well, me friends, one of the things that bothers me so of the cities, the scholars, the paladins, the hunting guilds, and the adventure guilds, all have to lie, all have to hide things from each other. Well, it seems as if our adventurers don't know the lies that have been webbed just before them. They must now play their part. Now, in this dock, they have a problem that they have yet to see. Sit back, me friends, and listen to me tale. Hey, Nightland, can you say that again? Yeah, support us on Patreon. Is that what I said? I don't remember if that's what I said, I guessed. <laughs> you guys have just finished having the conversation with the Rat Scholar telling you about how far north is where the Temple of Bones, so the Temple of the Bone God, is located. You are on, currently on the dock and it is quiet. It is still fairly early in the morning and trade hasn't fully picked up yet. What do you guys want to do? Deferius will walk up to the Raka. So, um, you see anything interesting out there? Well, our, my foolish scholars told me that we suddenly lost an hour or gained an hour. I believe we gained an hour. And I am trying to figure out how something of such Weirdness would happen. My thought is it's the curse swamp leaving has slowed down the Earth's rotation and reset us one hour. But I am not entirely sure. Oh, you mean like to gain an hour, lose an hour throughout the year type thing? No, as in the sun moved backwards in the sky. Um, I haven't noticed the sun moving backwards at all. Oh, of course you wouldn't. You, you just shoot at things. Yep, I do, but still haven't seen any notice the sun moving. At least backwards. Did you have any questions about where I have requested you to go? Bone Swamp, where no one has returned yet. Or came back normal. 
No. Temple of Bones. Bone God's Temple. Far north. Yeah, close enough. Through the oceans, towards the great fields of ice. Uh, you left out the fields of ice part. Well, if you go any farther north, you're in ice. You know, because the, the world is a sphere. The higher north you go and the lower south you go, the colder it gets. Less sun. You know, mine and my uncle said the same thing and people threw stones at him for it. Well, that was a foolish time or your uncle was insane. But I have proof. Just watch the ocean. Watch as the ships come in. They slowly appear. That's better than it being flat and people falling off the sides of it. Very true. Is there any other information that you might not have that somebody else might have about the area or the temple? Well, seeing no one returned from it, it's kind of hard. There are some sailors that have said that they have seen a strange island that is covered in black roses, but they could have been delirious from heat or lack of water or insane from being inside a cabin for too long. What about the myths and legends? Well, hmm. The last time I did any type of research on it before this, they talked about how the Bone God created his own island out in the ocean so that none but the worthy may find him. Well, I want to create my own ocean. Or island. Buy a volcano and put it in the ocean then. Okay, who sells volcanoes? Yeah, I kind of am interested in that too. He just looks at Kalila with this, how do you put up with these two? She just kind of motions to the general direction with the, you have Sir Reginald. And he just gives you that slight, yes, this is, this is true, look. Kind of smirk and nod and go, all right. I believe we need some equipment. If we come up with any further questions. I will be at the dock studying the ocean path. Um, would you recommend a place where we could buy some um, warm weather gear since it is going to the ice? That would be pretty smart. Thanks for a long moment. He goes, well, yes. Uh, I believe in the northern districts there is a merchant that travels down. He sells, well, cheaply sells several warm weather, warm weather garments. It's mostly fur from bears and other large creatures that he hunts and comes here and tries to petal them as winter apparel. As it doesn't ever snow here, most people don't purchase them. Sounds like the perfect merchant for us. So, heading up to that merchant? Yes, please. Hey, Clyde. Yes, sir. What would you do with your volcano if you bought one? Uh... Hmm. That is a very good question. I'd probably dedicate it to my goddess and see what she does. Interesting. In the marketplace, the man is not hard to find. He is peddling his wares off of a cart. Sure, as what the rat scholar said, most people are not interested in this. This looks like adventurer's gear more than stylish cold weather gear 
The furs are heavy and clearly oiled and matted to, to retain heat. Uh, they come in varieties of sizes, and it's mostly overwore. Um, it would not add any armor or anything like that. It would more or less just keep you warm. The way his style is, is that he doesn't remove the claws or the heads. It is literally as skillful of a fur removal as possible. He is a half-orc, donned in the same furs he sells, except they are older. Well-worn, he is sweating, but seems to refuse take, to take off the warm clothing. Good day, sir. Ah, ah. You've, you, you've come to purchase, right? I, I, look, these, these are, these are fine furs from the north. They, this, this is an arctic fox. It will look lovely around such a man as yourself. Your, your husband or wife would enjoy seeing you in, in such fine apparel. Lila's gonna raise a hand and kind of interrupt them and go, we're here because you sell good winter gear, not for aesthetics. Show us what you have that is best warm. We were shown to you by um, a, a scholar because we will be traveling north. He raises an eyebrow and which scholar? A rat. Ah, okay, yes. Uh, let me see, he shambles into the cart and you see him dig for a moment and then produces some heavier looking fur uh, cloaks as well as a heavy furred tent. He goes, I have two tents available. If you give me about an hour, I can make a third. Uh, let's see. I have this, which is a polar bear pelt soaked in seal blubber, sealed in the sun, and it, it provides some of the best protection I can create. It is low maintenance. How big is the tent? Because if the tent can fit um, the Fibulous and myself, we would only need one for us. Uh, yes, the tent could house two people comfortably. Okay, I will turn to um, Isla and um, say that we can get two tents um, unless you would feel more comfortable with each of us having their own tent. That way you would have your own tent and we would be sleeping in one. I'm fine either way, but it's always good to have a backup. That is also uh, a very true statement. Plus, if we needed to, we could convert the tent into something else in case we needed an extra layer of clothing. It might be crude, but it would work. You are very wise indeed. We will take three <laughs> tents, please. All right. He goes, okay. So he pulls out the three garments and the three, the two tents, and begins laying out what is needed to create the third. He goes, it will take me about an hour. That sounds perfect. Kalila will also playfully laugh and lift up her one of her bottom feet, going, do you have anything that fit cat feet and keep it warm? I don't want to walk in snow for that long. He looks at your feet for a moment and dives back into the cart. You see a couple crudely made fur 
shoes fling out, and then you see one that looks like it was tailored for a cat folk. I had a white cat try to purchase this and then did not have the gold, so I made it and he didn't have the money. So I will... She'll see if they fit, and if they do, she'll take them. They fit. And I will take them. He begins to work. So you have about an hour to kill before you need to pick up this stuff. Well, I believe this would be a good point because Clyde said that he wanted to purchase better armor and other things. Same with me. Shall we just pretty much do our shopping? I think that sounds like a fantastic idea. We'll meet back here when we're done. As you begin to shop, you, all three of you at some point, notice this elf that you know is Rune playing his uh, loot and gaining money his way. It's not much, but he seems to be getting a couple gold pieces every half song or so. He seems to be more busking than anything. Not really playing to get money, but, you know, small small box out, sitting there playing and letting people give money to him as they feel it is necessary. Kalilah is going to make sure, since she found Rune, and that seems to be hard sometimes, she's going to stop by and inform him that of what they are going to be doing and seeing if he's going to come along with them. Ruin, Ruin, Rune stops playing for a moment, looks up at Kalilah. His eyes light up, and he's like, Rune can go? Rune wants to go. Rune wants to help friends. We would love for you to join. You will need to get some winter gear. There's an orc shop that we're purchasing stuff. Go and get what you need as well. We'll cover it if you need. Rune will get. Rune grabs up the box. On his hip, you see that he has probably been busking all morning, as his coin pouch does have some weight to it, and he runs off. Stopping, he goes, where Rune meet you? We're going to finish up shopping, and we'll meet back up at that orc shop in about an hour. Rune will go, and takes off running. That Kalila is going to go and find her own armor and bow, I believe. All right. So the hour passes. You return to the orc who is, as his word, finishing up. You see the strange elf there that you know is Rune packing a small adventuring pack with the furs, his uh, cold weather gear. Throwing the back onto his pack, he shifts a little bit to get it comfortable and then gives you a nod. She'll smile to see him there and wait for the boys to show up. Uh, question for you. Answer. Uh, does Defibulus need to purchase anything to allow his weapon to fire in cold weather? Or in no. colder weather? No. Okay, it's... cool. Um, no, you're fine. It's not like you're going to be using a semi-automatic weapon that needs to have some type of thermal heating in it. No, this is... You'll be fine. Cool. The orc packs up everything neatly into three separate bags. Attaching the tents to the bottom, it looks like he also added some sleeping gear inside. He goes, that will be 300 gold for everything. Kalila will put forth her share. As will I. Defibulous will contribute. Okay. He goes, well, I wish you luck on your cold weather journey. Now, if you're going north on this continent, be careful. There are very aggressive orcs on the northern border, on the northern coast. 
just in the mountains. Them and the dwarves are constantly fighting. That doesn't sound unusual. Do you know of a safer path? Yeah, that's true. Do you know of a safer path? The sea. Come on. Um, reaching down, he pulls out his worn map. I'm going to jump you guys to the map so you can see what, he see what he's showing. As he sh points, he goes, if you follow the coast north, you will get to the tip of this continent and a skilled sailor can get you to the Arctic regions or to the northern island. But you would need to find a skilled sea captain that can navigate some of the rockier areas if you hug close to the coast. The orcs, for the most part, do ignore ships that keep their distance, but some of them have stolen, acquired catapult to sink trading vessels so that they can steal the ill-gotten gains. Oh, Nango, thanks for the advice. It's good to know. If you went by Zeppelin, you wouldn't get far because the Zeppelins can't travel into the Arctic region. Sounds like we'll be on a boat for a while. Yes, it's quite a trip. I like boats. They're fun. Unless they sink, then that's not as fun. Or explode. Or explode. Who said that? It seems like now you need to try to acquire a boat of some kind or seek passage on a boat and find a captain that is willing to travel into dangerous waters. So it sounds like we need to go back to the dock. I agree. We need to go back to the dock to find a specific um, captain. Well, I wonder if it would be a steamboat or a sailing ship itself. Myla's just going to look at Pipulus and blink like, of course you would, you would have that question. Well, I mean, steamboats would, you know, travel faster since they don't need the wind, but sailing boats have a general kind of niceness to them. And they don't tend to explode unless someone sets off the powder magazine. Well, the Rat Scholar is the one kind of sending us on this. Maybe he has an idea of a captain we can talk to. So back to the docks with you. Back to the docks we go. Alright. Heading back down to the dock, the rat scholar has now has the spyglass set up and is clearly studying the horizon. On a small stool next to him, a series of notes written in his um, birth tongue. It seems he is studying not just the changing of the hour, but also seems to be studying the ocean itself. His ears twitch as you approach. Ah! How can I help you now? Have you got some, a question? Why haven't you left yet? We need a boat. And a captain. He blinks for a moment as if he clearly did not think of that. He goes, ah, well, I know of a captain who lost his boat recently. He has a whole crew and everything, but you're going to have to help him. Help him with what? Well, acquiring a ship. How do you lose his last one? Well, I'm not going to speak out of class. You will have to speak to him yourself. He is a friend of mine. He is a rattling captain with an entire rattling crew. He kind of looks like a sewer rat if you see him from a distance, but nice enough for a sea captain. He has helped me many a time on many of my ocean studies. 
The last I heard, he is in the middle duck to the east. That would be the west. West. Yes. West. Don't correct me, young woman. <laughs> Stage directions. Yes. Stage east. He is older. His black fur has now peppered with gray. And he has a beard. And rats don't look good with beards. I seem to remember one somewhere that looked very good with a beard. But I can't remember where. Nicodemus! I was going to say Splinter, but you know. Oh. Rats of Nim? I can remember that. Yeah. Two against one. Nicodemus wins. <laughs> I'm not getting involved. <laughs> Alright, so to the stage east dock. Yes. This dock is busy. There are sea captains and ships on the uh moving in and out of the dock there is constant trade and constant movement of crates barrels both loading and unloading this is probably one of the busiest docks most of you have seen it is also highly guarded all right well kalila's used to docks because cats and her yeah. father being a fisherman and what have you so she's going to take a keen look around and see if she can quickly spot the rat. You see several different ratlings. Some of them in fine sailing clothing, which, you know, clearly captains, admirals of their own kind. You see... <coughs> <coughs> you see hardened guards who their leather armor has the slightest white hint to it from the sea air flashing salt onto them by the dock you see a large group of rats they are all sitting around different barrels casting lots and betting leaning against the tavern is an old peppered black rat his fur is matted and across one eye an eye patch on his head a tricorn hat with a large feather. In his mouth, he seems to be chewing on a piece of cinnamon, maybe. Something wooden. You can hear it crack as he chews down, his eyes glaring out to the other ships. Don't look at Clyde. I think I found him. I think you were quite correct. Well, since is used to talking with at least fishermen not too far off. She'll go approach this rat. As you approach him, his eyes, his uncovered eye, slowly looks to your direction. Giving you a slight nod, his eye returns back to looking over at his men. She'll give him a nod back when they kind of make that eye contact, but give him that nod of, I'm coming and talking to you, and walk up to him. He looks up and he goes, if you're here to collect money, I don't have any. No. On the contrary. We're here to figure out how to get you a ship so you can sail us somewhere. He coughs. Oh, yes. And who sent you? The illustrious Sir Reginald, who has made me fill out more forms than there are waves in the ocean. No. The Rat Scholar. He looks at you for a moment. 
gives you that, all right, I'm listening look. We need to go and find some mythical place that's up in the Arctic. And he recommended you. He goes, well, I would take you, but no ship. And in order for us to acquire a ship, we'd have to get my old one back. Keep talking. He goes, now, somewhere on this dock, someone has taken possession of my ship. By removing me and my crew, he has acquired the ownership paperwork. Forging it in his name, he has taken what is rightfully mine. Him and his scurvy crew, I won't care if the seas swallow them my, themselves. They deserve nothing less than death for what they have done. Alright, well we won't help you kill people. But isn't you just said you always have to constantly fill out forms with Sir Reginald. Why couldn't you go back and prove that it's yours with all the forms that you had to fill out in the past? The only forms you have to fill out with Sir Reginald when requesting to have your property returned is you have to have proof of ownership. I've only had the ship about a year. Apparently, a year isn't long enough for a rat to keep his ship, especially when it is a rich human that takes over. So if we got the paperwork back, the ship would be yours again? I would have to have it reforged, but yes, I could get that part taken care of easily. Hold on, hold that thought, and walk back to her, uh, to Clyde and Defibulous. Unless they followed her, they tend to abandon her. Rune followed. How dare you. I was right there with you. Yep. Uh -huh. Alright, and she will spin around to look at her, her companions. Hmm. So, my question kind of is, how did... I've never heard of a dispute quite like this. Normally there's tons of forms saying who owns a boat, but, um... Yeah. If we try to kick these people off, aren't we just going to get in trouble by with Sir Reginald? It doesn't sound like he cares about this problem. Otherwise, he would have done something with the rat saying that it was rightfully his. Well, wouldn't the harbor master know who know who owns what boat around here? I mean, they're supposed to know that kind of stuff. My village never has this problem. Um, Clyde. So both Clyde and Short Round have experience with dealing with merchants, correct? Bureaucracy. Yes. <laughs> Bureaucracy. Yes. Yep. Kalila is going to continue to, I guess, point out the obvious of, well, it seems that there's two ways that we could go about this. The legal route and the paperwork route, which I don't know how long that would take. Oh, a long time. Bureaucracy, bureaucracy takes forever. And to expedite that sounds like a problem, or we steal the paperwork back. Oh, I was going to say kill all them? That I'm pretty sure we would get in trouble for. Well, I was gonna say maybe talk to um, Sir Reginald and you know inform him of our blight that we need this to happen. All you this time. And if, if you go to talk to him, can you tell me if the wind picks up and his hair moves at all and like gets a little messed up at all? I still think there's something unnatural with his hair. I'm not sure how to. Uh... What about that? Yeah, you're a clever fellow. 
Uh, let's see. I'm not seeing any type of knowledges that will help you on this. It's, well, religion's pretty bureaucratic. Uh, Clyde, give me a knowledge religion. It's kind of the only route we can go with. There's but... diplomacy. Yeah, but it's more like knowledge. It's like knowledge noble and stuff like that that you can do. What about or local knowledge? Local knowledge would work if... Um, or you can default to diplomacy if you want to try to remember um, what kind of legality that you have to deal with when dealing with this kind of situation. Clyde, you do religion, I'll do local. All right, I rolled a 17 for religion. Okay. Nat 20 on local. So you two begin to chat for a few minutes, and between the two of you, you realize that the reason that Sir Reginald has to have him go through this paperwork is this ship has probably been changed hands multiple times, which isn't uncommon for small merchant vessels. A merchant saves up enough money, acquires a new ship, sells the old one. This is probably a smaller ship, probably only takes a crew of eight people to deal with both cannons and supplies and rigging. If that's the case, that means that the ship has probably changed hands in the Holy City multiple times. And the reason Sir Reginald has to have him keep filling out the forms is because of how long the ship has been registered here and under how many different captain's names. Defibulous will go up to the rat captain real quick. And he raises an eyebrow at you. So, if I can inquire, how did that guy get you you and your entire crew off the ship? We were docked for the night. Most of my men decided to sleep on board. I had a meeting inside with a merchant, and we were trying to acquire new cannons and new nets. I hear the bells chiming, saying that there was a fire at the dock. Returning, my ship was ablaze and my men were running. The fire apparently started in the black powder chambers. Most of my men are trained that if the fire starts there, do what they can. If they cannot, they need to run. As we waited for the inevitable explosion, the ship was pulled away from the docks. The fire went out. And the harbor master said that they were towing it to safe distance, just in case an ember might still be lingering. Okay, that's still the ship is still yours, even though the fire at that point broke out. So who put the fire out instantly and claimed it? Well, the next morning, I see my ship docked. I go to approach it and the guard stops me. The ship had been claimed. The paperwork was registered through the Holy City saying that I had sold my ship. This is not true. That was a clear forgery. Mm, is there a bill of lading at all? A bill of what? Because a, a bill of lading, you know, you sell a ship, especially something that big, there. There's got to be a paper saying you you personally signed over to this ship or this owner. I don't. I didn't sell it. I'm telling you someone stole the deed and kept it. Signing it over probably went to that the underside of the city and had a forger there. Hmm. 
He did mention about the underside of the city, and that he never goes down there. And we have yet to go down there ourselves. Um, did your ship have any cargo aboard it when it uh, was um, illegally seized like it was? No. We had just offloaded everything. I was using our gain, after paying my men, to purchase new equipment. We have decided to not just do small trading, but fishing as well. Deep sea fishing is starting to gain much more money than some of the merchants. Many people are looking to eat these strange creatures that fly under the sea and the sharks. So there's there's no paperwork. He, they only have the paperwork, but you don't have a copy of it. Um, but there's no technical proof of the, the stealing, and, uh, and I'm only saying that to have a uh, line of organization. But they have a proof of sale. Hmm. Do we have names of all parties um, included, like the person who did the the um, the paperwork? Because I'm sh I'm sure there would be a a signature of a third party who did the actual you know paperwork for the settlement. He goes, well, my name is Jag Zethal. I've been the captain of that ship for about a year. I come to the Holy City once a month to sell my wares from the outlanding elven and rat islands to the south. The rat folk, Jag, thinks for a moment. He goes, Shortbolt. Say that again. Shortbolt. Uh, Very Shortbolt? That's it. That's the name that was on the deed. I've never heard this man's name before. I'm going to go shoot someone, guys. I'll be back. <laughs> I thought we'd do those kinds of things together. Where are you going? <laughs> to shoot very short bolt. And who's this, and why are we shooting him? He gives you that He gives you that look of, I explained this once already. I will still shoot him again. Yeah. Isn't this his brother? Yeah. Oh, okay. It's the brother's name. Okay. I had forgotten yep. that. Okay, clearly we need a minute to discuss things. Jag has already stopped paying attention to you because you are not giving him any information. So he's literally just turned his eyes back to his crew and watching them gamble. I think I'm going to start by shooting him in the, sh in the arm first so he can't shoot back. Then I'll shoot him in the knees. Then I'm not sure where I'm going to shoot him, but I'm going to shoot him a lot. And then get arrested for murder in the Holy City? It's not murder. I have every right to, to claim claim him claim a kill on him for murdering the rest of my family. Which was never reported and nobody knows about. I know about it. I was there. Or are you talking concrete proof? I'm talking concrete proof to legally get you out of doing such a thing? I can still want to shoot him. That's fine. We we can we can contemplate and fantasize about that all day but wait you fantasize about shooting my brother too not yet but i'm growing to <laughs> be careful if uh clyde meets your brother he might fantasize other things <laughs> oh dear wow I can't believe you, just <laughs> you flirt with everything no he just flirts with our housemate just because i'm polite does not mean i flirt except for the housemaid <laughs> 
I determined that is un. <laughs> hey, you were pretty. You were hitting on her pretty good there, sir. Okay, so huddling back up with the group, going. So we have the legal route that we can produce paperwork, but since this is your brother, something tells me that that's probably going to be pretty good and be a hard time. Or we could go and steal it back. Or the third option, which I'm sure you're in love with, the fibulous, is go and shoot him and steal it back. Well, if I know my brother, he's probably actually not here. He may have sent that weird woman who married him. I still don't know what she sees in him. I mean, there are potatoes that have more char charisma than he does. You sidetracked. What? I wasn't sidetracked. But um, my my suspicion is he either sent one of his, his flunky underlings or he sent his wife. Alright, how reliable are they on having good forgeries? Um, his flunkies? I don't know. He probably hired a bunch of new ones. His wife? I think she was the diplomatic kind, so she's probably really good at that kind of stuff. We can shoot her, too. <laughs> well, stealing is not the way we should do things. Oh, yes, it is. <laughs> so you're going for the shooting route, then? If we have the proof, and I'm not saying that I do not believe you, but I am saying of exactly what Kalila said, that we need it to be able to get you out of um, jail. How about we take a day to see how reasonable following this legally is? It could be that we're too stonewalled. And that our only option is to steal the paperwork back and not shoot anybody on the way. Brass bolts. Otherwise, we're going to have to find a different captain. I say we help the rat captain because it, it, it inadvertently will stick it to my brother. So that works for me. I still am at current against uh, stealing. It wouldn't be stealing. You'd be rightfully taking back the deed that was stolen from that fair captain. Which is the right thing to do. But it is not the right way of doing things. It was already stolen. You're you're simply retrieving stolen goods. But stealing is still so, a crime. You don't do... It is the way of saying two rights or two wrongs do not make a right. So, if an orc if an orc bandit stole someone's stuff and you're sent to go get the stuff back and you accept, aren't you then s stealing? No, you've already claimed them as a bandit. But So would the captain who just stole the boat from a rat not be classified as a bandit? You're just labeling it as somebody who is um, before not committed a crime versus committed a crime. A bandit is a person But he's not legally labeled a bandit. So they have to be legally named a thief of some sort. Uh, Rune kind of sticks one finger up and goes, wouldn't they be called pirates? Which is just a land or sea ba bandit. Yep. Job, Rune. Correct. If they would be labeled as such. Okay, I'm labeling them. Like I said, why don't we see if we can get the legal route? Like I said, take a day. You can go talk to Sir Reginald and see if you can pull some strings, paladin to paladin. Oh boy. And get him to look into this. If not, we might not have another option. I'm not saying we choose the stealing route first, but I'm saying we don't take it off the table. I like the fact that no one said we didn't take the shooting off the table. I'm a. That's off the table. I, re I reject your table then. Rune looks around and leans over to Clyde. What table? There's no table here. Correct. Um, it is a. 
figure of speech. It's saying something that means oh. something else. Okay. Rune understand now. Okay, so if he's going to go talk to Sir Hair that doesn't move no matter what, what are we doing? I'm pretty sure you don't want to run into your brother's flunkies. Well, you won't shoot him. That's off the table, right? But I, my shooting him is still on the table, right? Yeah, but then you might not be able to go find this bone temple. Which would you rather do? I plead the fifth. Well, let's... He could, he won't go into the underside of things, but let's go down there and see if we can find out who who did the forgering and make them talk or something. How about that? That Does that sound like a plan, Clyde? You go talk to Sir Reginald, we'll go into the Undercity and see what we can do snooping around down there. Sounds perfect. As the team goes their separate ways, Rune decides to follow... Does Rune follow? Rune is following Clyde. Yay. As Kalila and Defibulus begin to find the entrance to the Undercity. Remembering back what was told to you, you follow the docks down, looking for the single black door in the shack. Not finding it on the docks, you continue down. Eventually finding it tucked behind a shadowy post just off the southwestern dock, just underneath the tower itself. Entering is easy enough. Beneath you, you see the massive stairway heading down into the shadows, lit by small torches that are ever burning. The light dances across the walls that have been meticulously carved, telling the stories of the evil gods and goddesses. As you guys disappear, into this shadowy area, Clyde moves towards the center of the city. And from here, this episode ends. Well, me friends, it seems as if the inventoring party must split to deal with this strange claim of ownership. The Rat Captain, losing his ship, not having much more than just his word to go on. And, with the party split, we wonder what fate the Fibulous and Kalila will have in the dark Undercity. The evil gods that are worshipped out there. Will they let them pass unscathed? Or is this just problems waiting to happen? And what of this bone temple? How will they find it in the Great North? Well, tune in next time, for then some answers may be given. But maybe not. And as always, me friends, as I say, May the Dice Gods bless your every roll. We here at What the Dice would like to thank Paizo for creating Pathfinder, Epidemic Sound for our music, as well as Sirenscape for our sound effects. If you would like to reach out to us, you can do so on Facebook at What the Dice Pod, Twitter at What the Dice Pod, 
and of course email whatthedicepod at gmail.com. And if you liked our little adventure, please share us with your friends and rate and review us. 